0: Welcome to 1001 Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. Hey Nick, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well.
1: Um, you up for, uh, talking about the little engine that could,
0: I would love to. Okay.
1: (laughs) So this is, uh, there's a reason that Dolly Parton picks this as the first book when her imagination library that, you know, sends out books to Uh, millions uh, of uh, kids. This is the first book when you register for it. this is the first one you get sent. So, uh, is this Just, based on personal experience? Or no, you, no, well, I, read this I, I, Wikipedia or? no. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I b- both, um, but I was talking to <laughs> a, uh, a bookstore owner and she, she mentioned that, you know, that they're, they're, they're partners with some of the, the literacy efforts that Dolly Parton does. And so, um, when I was talking to her about classic books, this is the one that, uh, mm, cool that they kind of, that came up. So, and then, uh, then that led to kind of, a imagination library <laughs> to, see, to see what else was on the list but yeah no this is this is this is a great one um chelsea actually uh crafted a puzzle <laughs> for, for for this so the only puzzle that she's made, so she, she wow. sort of painted a version that you can put together and and that was part of the nonprofit she worked for and so we've hmm. got tons of little engine that could puzzles all around the house so it really is just everywhere, <laughs> and in our home, piece, you know, piecemeal almost. So, and this is this is Cordelia's favorite book right now. This is the she has a thing right now where she's only saying a few words, but she's really enjoying books. And when you finish reading one of her favorite books, she'll flip it back over to the front cover and kind of push it back at you. It's like, oh, I have an idea. What if, what if we read this book and you kind of like, Cordelia would just this is the book that we would we just finished and she's like yeah what what if we what if we read this one though so <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean it's a it's obviously a classic for a reason and we can talk about that and my kids too have both um kind of consistently liked this book like this one really has a lot of legs in terms of when they were ready for it both of them really dove into it um but it's still one that they will periodically. Both each of them will just pull off the shelf every once in a while. So I think that's something we could eventually talk about is the sort of the longevity um, of it. But I my sort of hot take with this book, and I, I want to get your your impression of this is growing up. I I always rem- in my mind this was always a book about perseverance. Um, I think is kind of the, the sure. way that the book's kind of framed up, and it's even the title. It's called "The Little Engine That Could," which sort of you know it. it hints at that idea of it's about, um, yeah, perseverance and doing stuff that is challenging. But I was struck almost right off the bat when I started reading this as an adult, um, to my kids is that if if you look at the book, the only a very tiny amount of the book is dedicated to the little engine, like actually going over the hill, right? Like I think the the whole I think I can, yeah, that, that's is, that's the iconic but phrase. Like,
1: but that only comes at the very It's
0: like eighty percent. You know, you're already through most of the book by the time that that gets there. So, but and to me, the when I think about the what are kind of the the lessons, or even just sort of the feeling that's being imparted in this book, right. the, the vast majority of the book is this really poignant story about how, you know, the, the the train and all the dolls and toys, the train breaks down and they're kind of stranded and there's these multiple other engines come by right and they flag them down and each time that the engine none of the engines actually will help them they all just kind of move on either because they're too busy or they're too snobby or they're too old or whatever it is and it's the the to me the the heart of the book is the fact that the the little engine comes by um they flag her down the fourth one you know and what's shocking is that the the little blue engine is the only one who feels pity and compassion for the toys and the engine that's broken down. And as a result of that, she agrees to take them over the mountain, even though she's never done it. um, And it's a hard challenge. And that's where the, I think I can, I think I can. Um, But when I think about what are my daughters taking away from this book? I mean, sure, hopefully perseverance. But to me, the much bigger point here is about kind of pity and compassion and empathy, right did I am I missing something? No well I mean certainly the
1: uh, you know even, <laughs> even though it's mostly about the other the the you know the the stranded toys like it, it's much better to, to call it with the little engine that could than the little engine that was stranded for a long time and then eventually <laughs> was helped out but yeah, I, I mean I think you're right I mean I think that um, I, I don't think that the the, the morals are moral or you know, mutually exclusive um, sure but it, it's true that you know if, if the book was about perseverance there isn't really much perseverance that, that the little engine does. Like there isn't, you would think that if it was exclusively about perseverance, it would be much more of the story was the little engine encountered obstacles going up the hill. Like there was a time when it seemed like she wasn't <laughs> going to make it. And like her, in, her, you know, one of her, in, you know, boilers went out or something, or there was a, uh, an, uh, an object on the rails or she had to overcome various things. But really she just, you know, over the course of two pages, she just, Puffs along slowly. Says, "I think I can. I think I can." And then all of a sudden, she's at the top of the hill. The like the the, the, the boys and girls are going to eat tonight. You know, and, and get the surprisingly large clowns uh, to to put in their room. Um, and uh, but but I, I will say that one thing that is interesting is that the it's it's mostly not about the little engine that could. But at the very end, you end with things from her perspective. She she says, "I I thought I could." And so you end kind of in her from looking at things from her point of view. So that is a, a shift in 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 perspective at least. And that's kind of how empathy works, is that you're looking at things from from different perspectives.
0: Oh, that's a great um, I never thought about that. So the, the form sort of uh, reflects right. that. Yeah. That, 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 uh, really the first three quarters of the book is the little engine isn't right. Written. it's just in the it's very end the very that that, as a character right? like, she even right. and so in.
1: you almost transfer the narrative to her once once she shows up something else is like interesting though is that i don't understand uh you know it's the 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 appeal that is made to the big engine and the the passenger engine and then the the the, the rusty old engine and that's all done by the clown and the toys like it's never the the, the broken down yeah. engine that says hey train to train can you help me out here the the actual broken and maybe because she's broken I don't know I, like I don't really know how the how, how the, the 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 magic of the universe works like when she's broken down she can't talk anymore or she just what, what happens but it's it is strange that it's the cargo of the train talking to these these other trains who are you know too busy or unempathetic unsympathetic
0: I wonder if that's kind of a um a like relatability bridge for kids. Like maybe it's easier for a kid to relate to a clown and other toys than to an, a train engine right off the bat. Maybe, right. Even, even if they're sort of anthropomorphized and they have maybe, eyes. Maybe so.
1: But, um, but Jack is always asking he, that he picks up on, then he'll say, why isn't the train talking? Where are the trains, you know, eyes, oh, you know, why is it, you know, because his, his, his favorite fictional universe right now is the cars universe, which, which is full of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mechanical things with really unnaturally large eyes, you know, like in the, in, the, in the windshield. And so he's keenly attuned to that, that discrepancy. And I, you know, as, as often as the case, I have, I have no answers for him. I have to ask Waddy <laughs> Piper. So, I mean, that's one thing maybe, maybe the, the are the, the, the illustrations, um, of this book have changed. This book itself is, has changed a lot. Like I think I'd always just assumed that it was just a book that came around, uh, so the, the most famous version is the, the Waddy Piper 1930s version, and the illustrations were done, I, I think, the most common, like, in 1954. So I think that's when people think of this book, that's probably the visual that they have. But, you know, it started off as – it's it's sort of a fairy tale that has had a lot of different incarnations. Like, it, part of it appeared as a uh, – like, the, the story of the engine that, that thought it could was – uh, like an a like a side illustration to in the New York uh, Tribune as part of a, a sermon. So like it's yeah. So it's oh, it's had a lot. And then over the years, the the, the cargoes of the engines have been updated and changed to to kind of reflect the 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 time that they were in. And you've got a more recent like the illustrated version, right? So
0: yeah. So the the narrative is all the same, but the the illustration is completely done, redone by Lauren Long um and it's actually it's a big book too it's it's a full like i don't know whatever these standard like uh maybe like 12 by 8 or something like that um and and the the illustrations are really striking in this one i mean i think as a kid i remember thinking the illustrations were a little yeah odd as a kid i wouldn't say they were frightening but they were strange like the aesthetic of the 30s or 50s or whenever didn't really match the what i was used to and in other books um but but this one this new one is really beautiful like the and it's not it's not just they're not just well done but they're very the word that comes to mind for me is they're very cinematic like there's really interesting angles so you get these like really wide like landscape shots of the train and the tracks kind of winding through the hills and then you'll get these dramatic super close-ups of, you know, the little tiny broken down engine with the right. towering freighter over it. And the, so it's really cool. And I I think that's part of the reason why I, this book, I, it's one of the books where I, I really don't mind. Like anytime the girls bring it, I'm like, yeah, let, let's read the little engine. Like I really enjoy it every single time. Um, and I, I kind of wonder if some of that is because it's, the visuals are so striking and, and kind so of compelling. Can, can we too. talk about
1: that a little bit? So, if isn't it? So the thing about children's books is that um, generally they're sparser in terms of the the words, and they've got these illustrations. But sort of what makes the core identity of, of a children's book? Because I mean, you you like the, the the refresh on this, but like if you, I feel like if you updated the Very Hungry Caterpillar, and it wasn't those Eric Carl style <laughs> tissue paper collage what's it stuff that he does that that becomes a pretty different that becomes like a different book like it loses like you know some some part of it right like isn't but so and and the fact that they update the cargo i feel like you know if you changed if you tweaked kind of where the wild things are language you know because everything is so sparse with so the cat in the hat that yeah. that that kind of stuff that that's a dramatic that's a dramatic shift, you know, in, in what the, in what the book is because so much of it lies in the illustrations and the very particular few words that, that there are. Um, but it seems like the, because this is more of a, a fable and because I think that it, it's more of the, almost the moral and the, 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 the affirming lesson, maybe it's less important that there be, uh, you know, that you, you keep to the, the the illustrations or that you can, you can make smaller changes like that. Is that right? You think? Or?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's got a pretty robust like yeah. <laughs> narrative structure and plot line, um, as opposed to like not not that there isn't narrative in the Very Hungry Caterpillar, but um, there's much more to this. There's more kind of traction a kid can get, but also it's mo- I think it's more um, emotionally accessible for kids. Like you really get the like the the sadness when the train breaks down and they're they're kind of stranded by this, and you get the. You know, you get the re- the repulsion to the engines who are too kind of like haughty, and then you get the the joy at the little engine like saving the day and going over the hill. So it's it's more, I think, because it's so gripping narratively, both because of the structure and it's it's accessible kind of emotionally. I think you can you can play around more with the the visuals and it doesn't disturb right. The, the right, and, and the one thing that that I think is true in most versions um, is
1: the uh like and there was this wasn't true in the the various the earliest incarnations of the story but it pretty soon became pretty central was the fact that the the engine that broke down is bringing toys and and food to the little to little boys and girls on the other side of the mountain so that's that's the mission and so when the, the other trains when the other trains are not helping they're not only it's not that they're just not picking up a hitchhiker
0: it's that they are, uh, essentially right. refusing to aid a relief mission. You know, <laughs> That's funny. Well, that's, and that's, uh, I, when I read this book and I, the, when I first realized that this was a different version, that the visuals were different, my first thought was, well, maybe they've actually changed the text too. And maybe they've changed it to make it more about kind of that. Um, it's more a story about empathy and compassion as opposed to just perseverance. Right. Um, but and then I realize it's it's actually the same. The text is the same. Um but I do wonder it would be interesting if you if we uh if there are any scholars of the little engine that could, we'd we'd love to have you on the, the podcast. <laughs> because I want I would like to know the more of the specifics about the the overall evolution of the story. Like maybe in the beginning it really was meant to be kind of a a fable about perseverance, but as kind of I don't know. It, it's been modernized, and sort of sentiments have have changed. Maybe it's sort of morphed into prioritizing the the kind of compassion angle more.
1: You yeah, think that that compassion is a more uh, a, a, a more emphasized virtue now, like than than like the hard work ethic was. Like, the- yeah, I mean,
0: just take, I mean, I'm getting really out of my element here, but in, in the, in the broad scope of like American history in, in the, whenever this, the origins of the story first came out, whether it was the early 20th century or even kind of the late 1900s, we, um, like America as a, as a country and a nation was still kind of like coming into being, right. We were still kind of in its sort of adolescence, right. but then especially after world war II, we, we'd sort of arrived. Right. And so it, it it makes sense that the, the, you know, perseverance would be more of a virtue for the up and comer, whereas compassion would be a more highly prized virtue for the established. Yeah. I mean, I I buy that. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's, you know, now a a lot, well, no, I
1: mean, now there's a lot of, you know, movies and stories like people are working too hard. You've got you've got to, you've got to take time,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take, take a step back. Um, but it's, it's it's a testament to the story that it can kind of encompass all right. of that, right? Like kind of the core story encompasses. Well, all. I mean the
1: the 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 good news is that the, the little engine that could is both uh, hardworking and compassionate. So best of best, right. of, best of both worlds. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So I, the other thought too, real quick, is it, my, in my my new version. I even if the the text hasn't changed at all, I I presume they could they could play around with the spacing yeah right so they could they could really stretch out the the parts about you know if you if you wanted to emphasize kind of the compassion angle you you could spread that out further and then you could kind of compress the other part if you wanted to does that make sense oh, Wait, wait. So, say, say that again so you can well so if, if you if you were retelling the, the story but you couldn't change the text oh, right. you, you could just physically make more pages dedicated to um you know, you you could really you could have just a couple sentences for the whole per page for the first. part oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. The story. And then you could put all the other stuff into just a couple pages at the end. So it would it would give the impression that more time and emphasis was placed on the early stuff. Right.
1: Yeah. No. Um, I think. I, I but I think, I, I think that's often when when there's uh, movie adaptations of of children's books. Oh. I feel like in some ways that's that's almost how they do it like even if they even if the script is still the text of the book i mean sometimes obviously they they add in dialogue and they do things like that but sometimes i feel like just to to give it more time there's the yeah they, they kind of stretch it out and you know the the, the kind of there's the, you pan across landscapes in kind of a different way and and it,
0: it, yeah and if you were making this into a movie you would definitely have to expand the i think i right. can section right because it's so short and that's like the big drama Literally the climax of the, of the story, right? You would have to expand that out.
1: I would right. think, but I mean, but once again, like as we said, like it, what's what's strange is that the, uh, like the darkest moment in in the in in the book is before the the little engine shows up. Once the engine shows up, there aren't any real like obstacles or, you know, sh- she pretty much just thinks she can, and then she gets to the top, and they're there. So like that, it's really the the. Well, that. Go ahead.
0: And that kind of bothers me a little bit is that it doesn't – it appears to be a struggle, but you don't experience the little engine struggling, right? The struggle in the book is – and actually, this is interesting. The, the people who really persevere are the, the toys, the toys yeah. and the broken down engine, right? Because they keep hanging around waiting for so – they keep trying to get someone else. Uh, the broken down en- engine can't. Can't help it because it's broken down. But I mean, uh, part of me wonders like
1: if if the if these if these clowns and dolls can really walk, why don't they just walk up the mountain
0: <laughs> <go to> the... <laughs> Speaking of hard work, but yeah, no, you're right.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, what if they? You're like well, oh, only someone can come pick us up like, for the little boys, Yeah, if, if if it's so important that the boys and girls have some dolls, why don't you just like take a hike?
0: <laughs> Stop
1: waiting for a chauffeur. But. uh yeah the, the fact that they keep on you know cause then they have moments of like oh no well you know if this if this if, if these shiny engines wouldn't do it then you know who, who could possibly you know they, they 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 they, it's not even like the, the third one that's the fourth one that comes off. like usually it's you have like the, the uh uh like the usual form is you have two people that that don't do something i think like whether it's the good samaritan or you know whatever it is and and is that right? I mean, are, are there more, how complicated is this story? <laughs> um, but you have two, and, that, and that, that that gives you enough of a sample size to yeah. say, okay, well, this person didn't do it for this reason, and this person didn't do it for this reason, but then the third uh, uh, you know, person did do it, and and that sets them apart from the other two, but this, you have one, two, and then you think maybe this, uh, the Rusty engine seems like a really good candidate to be the one that, that, that saves the day, because here you had these people that were too important. and, his, and uh, his, uh, his his rationale is not that like it's not a worthy mission. It's just he just he's just not he's just not up yeah. for it. He's just not up for the task. But you, you're thinking, oh well, he's going to really show that it doesn't matter whether you're shiny or mm. big, as long as you know it's it's what's inside that counts. and You just got to stick with it. But then he goes, no, I'm tired. Which honestly, as a parent, <laughs> I, I <sympathize. laughs> in terms of even reading this book, sometimes like, no, I, I I don't have it in me today, but. Uh, but yeah, but then it's the, 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 the little engine that couldn't, And but, and yeah, you don't see any, but that's, that's kind of a lesson in itself, right? That sometimes the real, uh, the real perseverance is just starting the task. Like you think yeah. it, there's, there's a lot of reasons not to do it.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: And, and then, and you go, well, I can't do it because I'm too busy or I'm I'm probably not going to be able to. And then the, once you, once you sort of like make up your mind, like that's the kind of the heroic moment is deciding, well, I, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just give it a shot, and then turns out, yeah. I just you just kind of keep chugging along and saying, I think I can, and then it turns out it wasn't, it wasn't such a mountain after
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I would, say, okay. I, but I would say that the key there, even even though it's that that heroic decision in, in this story, yeah. I think it's it's pity that unlocks that, right? The little engine's the only one who really stops long enough and really considers how sad their state is. And presumably, that's what gives her kind of the the motivation to make that first decision. Because that's the thing the other ones don't really do, or you don't get any sense that they're doing that. But she she really is like is compassionate, kind of feel like feels their pain.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Do we know? Do we know what her cargo Like Like, was what? What was she doing there in the first place? Is she just? She has a
0: little, um, a tiny little payload of coal, um, but tiny. It's smaller <laughs> than her. Like, right, right. <laughs> at least in my rendition. I don't know. I don't know about yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the old one.
1: What's the? You sent me a snapshot of, of some of the pictures, but what's what are the size of the uh, of the the dolls and the the clowns in your book? How how big are they? The characters. Yeah, the little like you know in relation to the
0: train. Or the uh, oh, yeah. elephants and thing. They're they're like almost as tall as as the engine that, that breaks down. Yeah. You know, so but- this is okay. So this is I, I do want to
1: take take a beat here, and this is the the most. And this is petty. Obviously, this is a beloved book that teaches important lessons. And it's it, children's books, of, of course. They're, they're going to have like a imaginative license, but kind of <laughs> like with the Redwall books, <laughs> it, the 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 size of the of the toys. Has always bothered me, even as a child <laughs> and as an adult. Has, has that does that never just the, It's like because I just imagine like if uh, my like the train comes and then I'm maybe one of these poor children that maybe you're living with your family and maybe like a a, a two room like a one room hut or something, and you have a, a six foot five. Like, <laughs> Clown, They calls it the little, like the, 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 the cutest little clown you ever saw. Well, I, I forget what the exact. It's like, oh hey mom, I, I got like a a, a a giant carton of milk, and then this massive clown just like <laughs> gonna prop up in the corner. Then that never, you just, you just like, oh, that, that never bothered, that never bothered you. You know, it it's never a, crossed
0: my mind. But this really, okay. this explains why it's such an important mission to get over the mountain is because these are some <laughs> unique, rare yeah. toys. They're, they're getting the life size oh, yeah. toys. <laughs> hilarious. yeah it's, it's
1: like a i mean it's like somebody raided the ripley's like believe it or not or the, the house of wax
0: <laughs> <laughs> the life-size elephant the life-size purple elephant is coming yeah also why yeah. it was so impressive that the little engine actually made it over the the mountain <laughs> she was scary. not just dolls and toys giant life-size dolls and toys
1: yeah well i mean i guess i mean i guess the reason that is that the you know if the if the clown is going to be uh flagging down a train it needs to be not like Woody and Buzz size, it needs to, you know, like that that kind of. It needs to be big enough, but
0: yeah, it would just look way too stupid to have just an look, actual yeah. doll like trying next to a train. Like I don't know, would... For some reason, I
1: okay, I, I, I'm not making, I'm, not, I'm really making a, a mountain out of a molehill. But like, it's 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 kind of a a realistic mission. Like you've got this sort of like Salvation Army drive, you know, type thing where you're rounding or you know, you're you know, toys for tot. You're rounding these things up for these these kids. But they're just—they're so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I don't know, man. Maybe maybe you can do. Maybe the next incarnation of this book, feel, you you well, and Chelsea like can can pen.
1: I feel like you're trying to be empathetic, like in, in like a, a la little little engine It's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's a, it's a kids book. The toys are the toys are bigger than <laughs> they're, they're bigger than usual
0: I have to say it never crossed my mind uh, yeah. that they were unusually unusually large yeah um, um, or maybe the maybe the trains are just really small yeah <laughs> which is why it's so hard to go up those mountains <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> toy trains um do you does that have, does that happen to you uh maybe since you've I, maybe you read these in, in concert with a like, cat sometimes where you discover that something that has never bothered you about a book bothers you know the other person or or your kids are bothered by something Like I can't believe I've read this a thousand times, and it just never seemed you noteworthy know, or odd. no, you know,
0: we need, I don't know what you guys do about this, but I, I hopefully one of these days we can get to the point where we're doing more kind of joint co-reading because right now it's like cat does the reading during the day because i'm I'm home at work. And by the time like bedtime rolls around, it's it's all me she's like you've got this i'm done i've already read the little engine four times today like it's, well, do, do it's your, all you do, do, your we, kids, we don't...
1: do your kids notice the difference and they're like oh this is
0: this is night engine that could no they don't they don't seem to point out too much um what about yours um
1: yeah i mean i feel like it's it's more it's more likely that that we're gonna you know chelsea will also sometimes do the, the the bedtime so i feel like it's more often and sometimes we'll even read the books uh together and, and we'll do parts like mm. che- chelsea will you know we'll, we'll do characters chelsea will take one and i'll I'll take the other um but yeah there's never been i mean at least i've I've never i've never heard of anybody saying no dad you've got to do it like this, this is the way that this is the way that mom does it and then, like you you're ruining everything <laughs> Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Thousand and One Good Nights. If you want to learn more about this book and other bedtime stories, check out our website at 1001goodnights.com. That's 1001goodnights.com. Be sure to sign up for our monthly email newsletter to get updates about upcoming seasons and other new content. Finally, please help us out by rating the show on iTunes This helps spread the word about the show and get it in front of new listeners each week.